Welcome everybody, it is Friday, the end of the work week. Friday, September 17th, 2021. And you are listening to Elkhart and St. Joseph County's new community discussion program called Michiana Speak Out, where you can talk to us and we can talk to you. We have two interviews coming up for you this afternoon. One with Jim Looney of Goshen, Indiana, talking about a music jam. The other one is with our Ron Varesh, talking racing for this weekend. But first, before we get started with the news and discussion and interviews, let's go on to the news on the nation front with News Nation. News Nation this hour, I'm Bob Kessler. An FDA panel soundly rejected a plan to offer Pfizer booster shots against COVID-19 to most Americans. The vote today was 16 to 3. After several hours of discussion, members of the FDA panel of outside experts voiced frustration that Pfizer had provided little data on safety of extra doses. President Biden's announced more details on a U.S. climate initiative with the European Union. To reduce global methane emissions by at least 30 percent below 2020 levels by 2030. Speaking with world leaders virtually this morning at the Major Economies Forum on Energy and Climate Change, the MEF's goal is to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Police in Washington, D.C. are preparing for a large Justice for J6 rally tomorrow held in support of those arrested during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Chief of the U.S. Capitol Police Thomas Manger says they're aware of some threats of violence. Our mission tomorrow as is our mission every day, and that is to protect everyone's rights to free speech and to allow them to lawfully demonstrate. And again, we are planning for a safe event tomorrow. Fencing's been added around the U.S. Capitol. The Pentagon's approved a request from Capitol Police to provide 100 National Guard troops if additional law enforcement is needed. The FBI is now leading the search efforts for 22-year-old Gabby Petito in Wyoming. Agents arrived in Grand Teton National Park yesterday. It's the last place she was seen before she disappeared. She and her boyfriend Brian Laundrie visited national parks in Utah before heading into Wyoming, with Petito's last Instagram post coming from Ogden, August 25th. Investigators in Florida have named Laundrie as a person of interest in the case. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm Bob Kessler. And that's the news from News Nation for this afternoon. You're listening to Michigan Speak Out. My name is Keith Thews, your afternoon host on the SME Community Radio podcast channel. Finally, it is Friday. Everybody's gotten paid. You're out there taking care of bills, getting ready for the weekend. I got a co-worker who's getting ready for his brother's wedding this weekend, and he's a photographer. And I've got different chores that I'm taking care of today and tomorrow. And it's going to be a busy weekend. But it's also a very busy time in space. Day two is in progress for the Inspiration 4 crew. Jared... Chris, Sion, and Haley are having a blast. Although the information on the mission has been very light publicly, that will change this afternoon at 5 o'clock. So far, we've been shown a non-human picture of the cupola from the Crew Dragon. And then late last night, four pictures came, one with Chris Zembrowski inside of the cupola, uh, with it looks like a telescopic camera and then another one with Haley Dr. Haley um, in the inside with her hair flying all free and then another one with Commander Jared on the communications radio talking to California and then another one with all four of the crew members inside of Crew Dragon Resilience Tomorrow is the finale of the mission with splashdown in the Atlantic off of the coast of Florida. We hope to find out this afternoon in the media briefing from the crew from Resilience on the landing time and uh, see what's been happening in space. So this is a good turnaround for those who say, well, gee, we've been enjoying seeing what's happening with the training and now we can't see what's happening in space well that's going to be turning around one of the fun things that they have been doing is jamming to music 
and talking to the kids from St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, it's been a very fun mission. But speaking of music, they've been jamming to a, a specific set list up there in space. And uh, they're gonna, they've made that available for folks to check out. It is through Spotify. And so if you're interested, uh, look on the links and information on Facebook um, through Inspiration4. But we're going to be talking about jamming today. Uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Jim Looney. He has gotten his life turned around back to Christ. And he's in charge of a major growing gospel music jam down in Goshen, Indiana. And so this morning I got a chance to speak with him about the jam and, and his life. And uh, you want to definitely listen to it. It is worthwhile. And then we have coming up our race report with Ron Varash. And so get ready, strap in. We have a lot of good information for you coming up after the break. This is Miss Shanna Speak Out on the SME Community Radio Podcast Channel. Mom, Dad, let's talk about tackle football. I just learned about CTE, the brain disease caused by repeated hits to the head. The more years I play, the more I'm at risk. If you put me in tackle today. By the time I'm a senior in high school, I'll have played 13 years of tackle football. I could already have CTE, and it will continue to destroy my brain even after I stop playing. So by the time I'm your age, I could be fighting depression, struggling to keep my thoughts straight. I could become violent, even towards my own children. When I'm your age, what will matter to me is not my youth football career, but that like you, I'm a great parent and I can provide for my family. So please, keep me out of tackle football until I'm 14. Next Reality Studios, located at 1100 North Chicago Avenue in Goshen is your hot community spot for virtual reality. 20,000 square feet of VR fun. Social and community groups can use the Innovation Center for various trainings and events. Very easy to find at the Old Bag Factory. Look them up on Facebook and call ahead to book a time slot. Walk-ins are welcome too. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Okay. That's good. This is Keith from Miss Channel Speak Out talking to a good friend of mine from Goshen, Indiana, Mr. Jim Looney. And Jim is in charge of a music jam that happens once a month down in the Maple City of Goshen. And so, um, Jim, I'm going to turn things over to you. Uh, talk about what the name of this jam is and give us a little bit of information. Well, it started back a little while I, as ever, a lot of people that know me know I ran a band called the Four Aces, and I decided and stuff, and God kind of got a hold of me, and uh, I've turned my life completely around compared to those days. And uh, in the, I've got to thinking one day about how a lot of other bars and other places are doing their open mic jam thing. And I said, well, you know, if the devil can use that, then uh, may, God ought to be able to use the same scenario in the churches. Okay. So with that idea in mind, I went to the pastor, and he says, well, I would like to have you head that up. I said, okay, so here we are. I've been doing it for, it's been going on like once a month for probably the last six months or something like that. All right. Uh, with the exception of the, the 4th of July. Uh, I try to schedule the dates uh, like the first Saturday in every month. But there again, whenever you're looking at things like the 4th of July holiday and people are on vacation and things, and they need to de and deserve to spend time with their families out of state. So it's kind of up in the air. As for example, I try to work with other churches as well because I'm finding out that a lot of other churches are starting to do the same thing, which okay. I praise the Lord for that. Amen to that. 
and um, by them doing there, so we need to coincide with dates so we don't have the same thing at their dates and ours too. So our next one is going to be on October the 16th at the uh, church. Uh, it's Church of God, House of Prayer. It's uh, located at 110 Hackett Road. We will start at 5 o'clock and go to 8. But there again, uh, sometimes it goes a little farther. It has gone uh, up to like 8.45 at, at a couple of times. But, you All know, right. we don't put a timeline on the Lord. We don't put a timeline on somebody that needs prayer. We don't put a timeline on any of that. There's no timeline on the altar call or of anything. If they feel they need prayer, they want to come to God at that point. And we encourage them to do so whenever that they get convicted enough to do so. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and so tell us the name of the jam. What, what's the name of this jam? Because I used to run... Called the, House of Prayer Praise Team. Okay, House of Prayer Praise Team, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And how many musicians have come and from where have they come? No, I've had them come from LaPorte. I've had them come from uh, Knox, Indiana. Uh, then there's others that have came from uh, North Liberty. Some have came from uh, Webster. And uh, places like that around and everything. And, uh, you know, we try to give the, those that travel any distance a little more time on there because it's not fair for one or two songs uh, for them to have to travel that far. We want to use them as much as we possibly can when they do come. I understand and, that. Uh, and so our local musicians, the ones that are in the church, we We'll do one or two songs ourselves or something and to allow the time for others that drive the distance to uh, come and do so. All right. And what's been the reaction so far since you've been doing the jams? Um, and how many people have attended? Well, let's see. At one, The first time it was like 34, 30 to 40 people somewhere. I'm just guessing, guessing here. Wow. And then the uh, second time was more like 50. And um, it's been kind of stabilized between 50 and uh, 60 people mm -hmm. uh, off and on. And, uh, I mean, the church seating has plenty of seating for that, especially for social distances, those that want to and everything in that end of it. But, um uh, We've had a great time in the Lord in doing this, and I feel like God has really blessed that ministry. Amen to that. And I was invited, our band was invited Fishers of Men to go down there, and you guys welcome us to Open Army. It's great to see you again, and praise God that he's turned your life around, Jim, on, on where you were and where you're at now. That, that just praises, just makes me excited. So tell me, um, what are some of the groups that perform at the jam? And as we wrap up the interview, um, can you tell us how they can get in touch with you or whoever would be the, the best coordinator? Well, sure. Some of the other groups, um, they're not really considered themselves a group. Uh, it's like the Dares from uh, Knox, Indiana. They are a husband and wife team, and they use soundtracks when they sing. And uh, then we have uh, Mike Elkins which uh, they, he had been known in quite a different areas around the whole church and many different churches. And he has a ministry of his own. And we're happy that he comes and shares with us as well. And then, uh, then there's a few others that, uh, you know, like they come as single people, single singers. There's not really a group involved there, but groups are welcome to come. And uh, we encourage that. And uh, as far as um, the contact information, they can always contact me. My phone number is 574-343-9722. Uh, and due to getting a lot of spam calls and stuff, I encourage them to leave a message. And uh, I promise I will call them back. Um, sometimes uh, it gets very irritating uh, whenever you're thinking you're talking to somebody and about this 
and come to find out it's somebody wanting to do a car warranty thing. Hopefully uh-huh. everybody understands that. But uh, if I don't answer right away or anything, I, like I say, I encourage them to leave a voicemail. Okay, so give us the name of the jam again, the time of it's being the next jam, and your phone number one more time. Okay, it's going to be called the uh, House of Prayer Praise Team, and it is at 110 Hackett Road in Goshen, Indiana. Very simple to get to. And the the, uh, phone number again is 574-343-9722. All right, and so to find Hackett Road, I had a little trouble with that. Um, So can you give us the best, easiest information while we still have about a minute left? Yeah, if you're familiar with Goshen, Indiana, you get on State Road 15 and go north. As you uh, go over the bridge or the bypass for the railroad, uh, you'll just keep heading north. You'll come to a stoplight, which is Weldon Avenue. But you don't turn there. You keep going straight. You will see a Marathon gas station on the uh, left-hand side of the road. When you get to that gas station, that road that goes into there is called Hackett Road. You do not turn to go to the gas station. You turn uh, right. And as soon as you make the turn, you will see the church on the right-hand side. All right. Well, Jim, thank you so much for for joining us and to promote the jam. And I really appreciate the, the time and, and be able to schedule us. And I told you this recording would be real easy. Yep. It was easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh huh. So I will get you the link to the program this afternoon when I post it. And thanks so much, Jim. And I look forward to jamming with you guys on the 16th. All right. Well, we'd be happy to have you and anyone else that would like to come. They don't have to, uh, be a singer or anything like that. They want to just come to enjoy the music ministry that my our, our band and our group has and uh, other groups that come in. They will be more than welcome. And it is also kid-friendly. So bring All your right. children. We Excellent. don't turn nobody away. And free of charge. Exactly. If you want a good entertaining night out that's not going to cost you a dime, that's the place to go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I got to get back to work, but we got more coming up on the show. So thank you, Jim. And we will talk to everybody here shortly with more in the show on Michigan Speak Out. Thanks, Jim. All right. Yep. And God bless you. Yep. Bye-bye. We'll be coming back with more in the show. Days. Saturday and Sunday, September 25th and 26th. One place. Mount Long Speedway in Newcastle. The event. The Battle at the Long. It all starts Saturday afternoon at 1 with practice and qualifying. Racing at 4. And then feature racing starring the Sunnyside Motors Crown Vicks, Markham Welding Pro Compacts, and Owens Electric Stock Compacts Saturday night. The action continues Sunday at 1.30 with practice. Then at 3, it's kids activities on the front stretch with big wheel races and a coin scramble. Then Sunday afternoon at 4, racing begins with 6. Big features. Witness the Markham Welding Pro Compact, Owens Electric Stock Compact, Sunnyside Motors Crown Vix, brought to you by Gambler's Garage, the Flavored Motors Modified in the Wayne Chew Memorial, Thunder Roadster, AJ Stewart's Thunder Cars, and the Fatheads Eyewear Late Models all doing battle. Brought to you in part by Driveway Guys for your paving need and Bullseye Towing 24-7 Recovery Service. Saturday and Sunday, September 25th and 26th at Mount Long Speedway. Get your tickets now. 1490 South County Road 400 in Newcastle. Rain date next weekend. Good afternoon. Happy Friday, Ron. I can, uh, there we go. I can hear you now there, Keith. Good, good. So how's, uh, how's your Friday going? One one second, Keith. I'm talking to Keith. There you go. How you been? I'm doing okay. I got to work a half an hour early. Uh, beautiful afternoon. A little bit warm, though. 
So I was the, uh, uh, bit, I was the busy work for you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we were on, uh, early on 10. But it became 12s and a little bit over 12s. And, uh, it's very busy at work, you know, trying to get help. Um, boy, just, uh, you know, a lot of orders and, you know, sometimes, you know, you kind of wonder if some businesses are going to have to look at when they get a lot of stuff going on and, you know, we're having trouble with labor, you know, do you cut loose some of the jobs that you can't make, uh, the money on as well and try to just keep the jobs you can make profitable. And, uh, you know, sometimes trying to do all the jobs, it just, uh, it makes it tough on everybody to try to get stuff done. And, uh, kind of just a general thought there on, uh, I know like me with, trying to get a hold of some stuff you know for some of the stuff to put on display it's just sometimes it's more trouble than good to uh actually do it and, uh-huh. you know sometimes it's like just better just to on that just work on some other stuff <laughs> so all right well we're talking to ron our good racing expert here and so what's going on this coming weekend i got wind and started sharing a big event um advertisement for mount lawn uh, so what's happening there and what's happening this weekend, especially in New Paris? Okay, uh, kind of going around the state. Angola is uh, done for the year. They uh, okay. had the last race last weekend. Um, South Bend's nothing's going on at South Bend or Plymouth this weekend. You know, South Bend had their showdown last weekend, and Plymouth had monster trucks last uh, last weekend on Saturday. Two All right. The biggest crowds ever. I mean, it was uh, – a lot of people made out there. It was like a Saturday afternoon deal. So uh, that worked out pretty good. Now, Plymouth, they're pulling the dirt up, and they're checking out the pavement, seeing what it looks like there. So they're still doing some work on that. Um, Hartford Motor Speedway had a show last weekend, a night destruction-type show. And uh, they are kind of done for the year now. Unless, uh, thinking they are working on a show in October, like first week in October, it looks like. Uh, Andy Jack's putting on a promotion over there, so we'll have to keep uh, an eye out for that one. M40 was going to have a Ohio Wheelman Street Stock race this weekend in Front Wheel Drives, and that one that ended up being canceled. You know, a lot of people, as soon as they, they post a race, they're like, it's going to get canceled. And they're saying tire shortages, and um, they had a couple of groups from Ohio that were going to roll in. And, you know, this $3 gas, $3.20 gas is starting to really affect people traveling. And... Uh, especially these haulers that get you know what 10 12 miles per gallon you know it's it's trip doubled the cost from what it was last year to travel anywhere so m40s canceled for the weekend montville does have a show tomorrow and it's going to be a front wheel drive um the hornet class and the front wheel drives two different classes there and they got some extra money on tap there um big show this weekend i'm now mclawn's actually gonna be next weekend so it's gonna be the bash there down at mclawn and that's going to be like the 25th, 26th, Saturday, Sunday deal. But uh, this weekend, New Paris, holy smokes, they got a big show coming up. And we're going to be over there. And um, it's called The Blowout. And it's, oh, God, they started this back in the um, early 90s. And this weekend, they're going to have a V8 open class. So you're going to see, like, late models with the uh, roof soft and big plexiglass on them up to, uh, up as high as the roof of the car. Not like they're going to have cars but uh, you'll see like the super late models that race out there and uh, this is going to be friday saturday sunday friday's just going to be hot laps tonight you know so there's not no need to really be there it's going to be uh um this warm-ups more so no qualifying or anything like that but some guys getting their haulers brought in there and stuff and campers but uh it kicks off tomorrow and they're going to have like say the v8 class is an open v8 class so you're going to see roofs all plexiglass and uh some bigger tires and then you're going to have the street stock class, which is their weekly street stocks, which is good to see because some guys, when they have a big race and you put all the V8s together, guys that run street stocks are like, man, I got no chance against a late model, so I'm not even going to bother to show up. And like South Bend last week, there was a couple street stocks that showed up for that show, but, you know, some guys are like, it's just more, you know, it's like, I don't want to run against a late model. But the uh, street stocks are in action. They're going to have a 50-lap feature on Sunday. And I'm thinking it's 700 to win. I think it's 700 or 750 to win. Okay. And we could be looking at probably from what the sounds are, um, probably in a good, you know, high 20s for street stocks, if not in the low 30s. So that's going to be a pretty good wow. deal. V8 should be right about 1820. And then they're going to have some other races here with the mini stocks. And they're going to race for 
um, 500 to win, I believe it is. And we did a mini stock purse too, or a, a lap board, my mistake, lap board. And we got that filled up um, earlier today and that worked out pretty good. We had a uh, front wheel drive. Um, they're on their own with the outlaw front wheel drives. They were going to be grouped with the mini stocks because they were been low on car counts this year. They've been four, five, six, four, five, six. And we got uh, Jason Harmon and Ryan Crocker did a really good job of getting other guys, calling them up, saying, hey, this is what's going to race it. Um, new pairs, if we get enough cars, we're going to be on our own. We won't have to race with the mini stocks. And guys came on board, said, hey, we'll be there, we'll be there. And you know, sometimes you need 30 to get 15 to show up, though, this way, uh -huh. anything. And we did a lap board there. And we added another 200 and almost $30 added to the front wheel drive purse just in lap money. And actually, SME Radio is, uh, I believe it's lap one. So it worked out pretty good. All right. One there. Um, the mini stock board, that's going to be a 50 lap race so or 40 lap race. So we got 39 laps with lap money. And that's going to be another almost $200 to, to the race added there. So that's going to be a pretty neat deal. And then um, the modifieds will be there on Sunday. And uh, that's going to be mostly Fort Wayne Angola cars. There's a couple guys from South Bend. I think Pressler and Mauer's coming down from uh, South Bend area, Niles area. And uh, should be about 16, 18 modifieds on hand being a one-day show. They can just roll in on Sunday and go home Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. Uh-huh. Instead of, you know, the two-day deal. And I believe they're racing for 800, 800 to win. So that's a 50-lap feature. going to be a good show. And then they got their weekly Hornet class. And New Paris has been right around the 20s for the year with the Hornets, and they're going to get cars, a couple cars from different tracks. So they should be right about 25, 30 cars for that. And that's going to be a feature races on Sunday as well. And uh, should be, you know, say the car count, how many is going to be there? You could be right in about the 120 range, 135 range for uh, total cars there. So like a lot of guys are going to make the trip to New Paris and got some South Bend guys. The Maynards are going to be over there racing and, uh, Rich Bowl, the guy that won at the showdown at South Bend last week, he's going to be over there. Andrew DeVries and should be some um, some other cars from different tracks because a lot of other tracks aren't racing this weekend and the weather's looking extremely good. It might be a little bit extremely warm. <laughs> so, uh huh, that's true. It's both in the 80s. Yeah, so it's going to be suntan weather and it's going to be, uh, you know, definitely want to get some, you know, liquids. New Paris is a track where you can bring stuff in too. And, you know, you kind of pull in, you pay it, and then you can park behind the grandstands and watch races from your vehicle. You get there early enough. Um, you can sit in the grandstands, but you can cook on the grill. You can uh, bring sub sandwiches. You can bring a big cooler, you know, glass. You don't want to have glass or anything for issues there that things could happen with broken glass and so forth. But uh, you bring pop. You can bring, uh, you know, I sometimes I'll go get a volcano pizza from Elkhart and I'll take it over there to the races with me and uh that's a good possibility tomorrow because I need to get some picture frames in that Hobby Lobby's over there by Concord Mall by uh, Volcano Pizza. Boy, you never turn down a Volcano Pizza. Them are all oh, them are delicious over there. Oh yeah, but uh, good nice show. Work. And uh, like I say, the, tomorrow's going to be uh, gates are opening at noon, and I believe at one o'clock they're going to start hot lapping, and it's going to be by divisions. Um, you know, so many cars on a time. They get the late models, okay, or V8s, okay, get V8s, and you get street stocks lined up. Then you go to, you know, the uh, mini stock class, and you go to the front wheel drive class, and it's kind of rotating basis. And then you start qualifying and uh, do the heat races tomorrow. And the heat races will be a just, I think there'll be 12 laps, and that will help determine the starting field too for the races, how they finish in the heats. And then Sunday, the modifieds join, and they're going to start qualifying them, I believe, at noon. And then everybody else's races are already set. So once the modifieds are done qualifying, then they'll go into like the B main and C mains of the different features. And then the A mains kind of like conclude the end of the day. And feature races will probably be on the track right about three o'clock. Three o'clock to six o'clock will be your main feature races, and it's okay to get in tomorrow. It's fifteen bucks to get in on Sunday. Uh, you know, like I say, it's going to be a pretty neat deal. We're gonna we've got two lap boards filled up, so that worked out real well for the drivers. You know, we're going to add say two hundred to the front wheel drive race and the mini stocks, like about two hundred some plus there. So about four hundred and fifty bucks was added with the different lap sponsors, and we're going to get we got all the lap sponsors. I got to update the one board. I worked longer today. And then I got home, and it took just getting the full belly uh, with a big glass of milk in me, and I, I dozed off. And actually, your phone call woke me up there. <laughs> so ah, I was like, oh, I the clock, and I go, oh, my God, I got to get up here and get some stuff done here. But, 
going to be a good show at New Paris. And, uh, you know, flat quarter mile, it's off Highway County Road 46 there in New Paris, Indiana. I can't say you can't miss it, but you go through downtown New Paris, you don't blink your eyes going through there because it's just a couple stop signs. And then you kind of head out on 46, and you kind of look uh, back in the farming area, and you think, my God, where's, there's nothing out here. And then you just pull up, and then it's like campers and haulers, and you'll see the racetrack. And, uh, you know, Joe Hampshire headed out the alpha field going to Indy 500, and he came home one year, and he says, we're going to put a racetrack on this out here. And he made it, and the road, you know, the track almost goes to the road there, and it's got it's a D-shape. It's an odd-shaped track, very much like look like McLawn. And uh, been doing it ever since over there. And uh, Chris Mandel and Tracy Engelmeyer is running the track now, and this is their, I think it's their third year, because I just posted Sabrina's um, exit interview kind of a thing there when her and Donnie sold it to Chris and Tracy second year, and a couple years ago there. And uh, I think Donnie Klotz, actually, Donnie's son will be racing this weekend, too, at the late mod. He's going to take the roof off and uh, add the plexiglass on it. But, uh, you know, it's been trying. You know, it's a learning experience. And, you know, whenever new people come in to owning a racetrack, there's always people that are going to like it. They're going to not like it. They're going to – or there's some that's always going to complain no matter what, who's running the track and what happens. It's always like, you know, Facebook can be good and Facebook can be something else at times to uh, – help and hinder things, you know, in all aspects, but, uh, should be some good racing over there. It's going to be warm. Uh, boy, we had the South end showdown last weekend and a ton of attrition and a lot of the races, you know, we start 14 cars in the features and the late models had two cars remaining, I think with 36 laps to go and rich bull won over Ken, Kevin sour, but two cars that, you know, just halfway through the race. And I don't know if these cars need to have more, you know, the tires that we're getting from Hoosier Tire are not lasting many laps, and that's, you know, a big part of it there. They're worn tires and just different things there where they're having problems, and then the heating systems or the cooling systems might be a better word for it. They must maybe need to open up the, the openings a little bit more so they're not overheating because, uh, uh-huh. you know, in the track, you know, it's 75, 80 degrees outside. The track will get 90, 95 degrees with the the heat on the track. And when you sit on the racetrack or, you, you know, you go out on any kind of pavement, even like when you're on the street or something, feel how hot the street is, you know, even your parking lot. When you go out there and it's like, oh, God, it's hot in the car. Put your hand on the pavement, feel how hot it is. And Oh, I know. I can imagine. I mean, like what you think is 100, might be 150 on the pavement. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they talk about track temperature on the NASCAR race. Track temperature today is 125 or Indianapolis 500. You remember that one year? Oh, goodness, it was back in the early 2000s, and it was only like 58 or 60 for the high at Indy 500, and they were saying the track temperature is only 70 degrees. And they had crash after crash with the restarts because guys yeah, had lack of traction, and they you know, they, they, they put all your money and they put everything on the line on that traction with those Indy cars with the ground effects. And it's really no different with you know stock car racing with the, you know, you got to get tires on the ground to get the best adhesion and um, – Boy, you know, and then with the oil, you know, what happens with pavement with the sun being out, if there's any oil in the pavement from oil leaks and stuff on the trace tracks, the oil will come up to the surface with that heat. It just brings it up. Just like you bake something. If you ever get a bowling ball and you want to see what kind of oil you got on your ball, you put it in the oven and warm it up a little bit, you know, 120 degrees, you take it out and you're like, my God, look at all the oil on the ball. It just soaks it in, but then the heat brings it out. Uh huh. You know, our workplace, we do heat embrittlement and we bake metal to get the oils out of the parts before we actually do some work on it. Otherwise you could bake when you bake the part later with a coating on it, oils will come out and you don't want oil on a painted surface. The oil and paint don't work too good. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. Uh, and so a lot of thought process, it's, uh, it's kind of the same thing, but different with racetracks with that sun being out all day, that's going to bring some oil up to the surface and, uh, you know, make it kind of slippery and everything else there. Right. So before I let you go there, Ron, um, Tell us on what's happening out on Mount Long with the Big Bash. Boy, that's going to be a big show. We got rained out a couple weeks ago, and uh, they've had this show already kind of lined up to be a big race. And with the rain out from a couple weeks ago, it, it got a little bit bigger, I guess it might be the best wording. Uh, we're going to have the Modifieds. They're going to go for 5000 to win. And Modifieds, like at New Paris, are going to race for $8,000. they will race for 1000 5000 to win. It's going to be a Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, it's going to be like, say, next Saturday and Sunday, of course. You got to be there Saturday to race Sunday, but you want to be there Saturday to qualify and then get set up in your heat races. So that's going to be the modifieds. And then the late models, they call them down to the late models. That's actually their late model sportsmen up here. They're going to go for 3,500 to win. And they weekly would race for 500 to win at South Bend. 
and some special shows would be 1500 to 2000 to win they're going to go for 3500 to win we got a different tire down there called the american racer which is kind of like a mercury and they last and you got to buy you got to have those tires to race that event some guys are looking i I got hoosiers i can't race it some people are going to like wow that's a nice opportunity to uh have a pretty good payday they're going to get the four tires and uh give it a chance but the tires we run down there they last like five six seven shows all year you know for the year seven eight shows they don't wear out like some of these hoosiers are good for a night and a half and then they're no good uh-huh so uh we're gonna have a i'm looking at probably 28 30 modifies we got some fort wayne guys heading over there i know there's some slinking over there for the mods uh late model sportsman we had a couple shows with 10 and 12 cars and I think we got a couple of Fort Wayne guys that's going to be coming down. Terry Fisher, um, Billy Hudson will be heading down there. And then some Shady Bowl guys will be heading over there for that. So we could be right about 20s for the late models. You also have the Crown Vicks, which is those uh, Crown Victorias, the old police cars. They're racing for 500 to win on Saturday and 500 to win on Sunday. They normally race for 200 or 250 to win. And actually the uh, Gambler Garage out of Louisville, Kentucky, sponsoring some of the racing and so with that being said, I know we're going to have Lister, Durrett. We're going to have some of the uh, good Louisville fun, uh, Crown Vicks heading down there for that. And they're big, bulky cars, but, um, you know, it's kind of like the old Street Stalker Thunder Car class we had up here. And then we're going to go, they're going to have the Thunder Cars down there. Those were what ran at McLaughlin last year, and they're basically um, kind of like a more stock street stock. And they're not so juked up. And they run them at Anderson. They ran at McLaughlin last year. And A.J. Stewart's going to round about hopefully 12, 16 guys up and they're going to race for 500 to win on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. The uh, stock compacts, which is like our Hornet class, will be down there for 500 to win both days. And that's a heck of a payoff. They normally race for 150, 200 to win up this way, 125. So it's 500 to win Saturday and then 500 to win Sunday. And then the pro compacts are doing 500 to win, which is like our outlaw front wheel drives up here saturday and sunday and then the thunder roadsters which are open wheel cars they kind of look like an old indie roadster but they're more modernized and there's normally anywhere from seven to twelve cars to a show and they're going to race both on saturday and sunday all right ten bucks to get in saturday it's ten bucks to get in on sunday reasonable Um, no camping at the track there's not enough room and the track owner that isn't Dave Duncan, who's leasing it, uh, said no camping, but there's motels around. Now they got that um, James Dean Festival down in Gas City next weekend. So some motels are getting filled up with uh, people wanting, you know, for the car show up at Gas City there. And that's always a big extravaganza. It's going to be cool going down there Saturday morning, seeing a ton of cars on the highway going to that James Dean Festival. You don't want to go through Gas City. <laughs> it's It'll be bumper to bumper cars just trying to get through the city because that James Dean Festival is right off the Highway 26. And uh, we're all right off Highway 35, and uh, you'll this be you'll be seeing cars as you're going by on 35 to try to get to 69, just off the road at that park where James Dean Festival is at, and you're going, oh my God, look at the car show going on. You know, it's it's a ton of cars down there, and that thing's been going on forever. But uh, say so it's 10 bucks to get it on Saturday, 10 bucks to get it on Sunday, and uh, you know they got good concessions down there. We're gonna be down there, of course, ourselves, and. So two big weekends back to back, and you go look at South Bend last week, and that was a sad night deal for me too last week out there, and uh, some big races going on, and like say uh, th- that weekend that McLaughlin's got their big show, Kalamazoo has their Super Shoe race, which is always a big event, and then the weekend after we got the Mud Bog Bash over here at uh, um, Sycamore Road, New Carlisle, Indiana, with the Sodbusters. So that's always a really good show there. So. Uh, you know, that only about five more weeks ago for race season outside, you know, activities. And then after that, we have that one show at the Mech end of October. And then you kind of kind of hibernate till uh, you just watch a lot of stuff on TV and YouTube and uh, get ready for the next racing season there. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun and sounds like the big bash is coming up. And we are definitely going to be promoting the uh, Mount Lawn bash that's coming up. Um, got the advertisement started to run this morning on our newscast. So, Ron, you take care, get some more rest, and uh, thank you again for the great VIP tour. And uh, last week, I, I loved it a lot. And and uh, feel free to share all the podcasts to your friends as well. Oh yeah, no, I, I asked, you know, I thank Jody for the interview you did, and she says that was great, you know. And 
It was good. Oh, that was fun. You can kind of see how, how family the racetracks really are. You know, the drivers are accessible. They walk right up, shake your hand, say hi. Uh-huh. You know, kid around and, you know, a little BS along the way there, too, of course, with the way things are. But, uh, you know, just a lot of fun at these racetracks, these local tracks. So, you know, like you can just sit in the stands and you'll see a driver walk by and say, hey, who are you? Or, and they'll have, sometimes they'll have their name on and, you know, they're just like everyday people. You know, you're not like you kind of, hey, can I talk to you at three o'clock for a quick, you know, handshake or something? No, no, we just sit and not talk right now, you know. And uh, sure. everybody's shy to talk to these race drivers. You know, you got the uh, kids and that. I mean, it's like those mini wedge kids, like last week at Sop, and we had kids who's what, four, five, six years old. We had them, you know, seven, eight, nine. They're over there looking at our stuff, you know, on display when uh, we were there talking and that, you know, and then kind of pretty cool how all that is. Well, that's awesome. Hey, and also feel free to use the, uh, the podcast maker uh, for doing some recording of some of those folks down there if you get a chance to give you a little practice on using the anchor app yeah that we might even do some live feeds tomorrow i get my other phone fired up that's got the uh um good camera on it my, i got my other cell phone of all things a broken lens on it so i got my other camera that does that uh, gets maybe some stuff going on like with some car counts going on at new paris and what's going on out there and even some guys that's over there, we might, hey, so-and-so's here. Dang, I didn't know he was showing up. Hey, we got another group from Angola rolling here. Wow, how about we some Fort Wayne guys, you know? So, uh, it, uh, yeah, we're going to, you know, push push it pretty good tomorrow, and it's uh, going to be a good, pretty good time. All right, well, with that, well, thanks so much, Ron. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk with you. Can we do another chat on Tuesday? Yeah, that, that sounds good there. I know Monday's going to be a catch-up on sleep day. and. Uh, <laughs> you got some crazy hours and yeah, I yeah that, we've been so. i mean so many workplaces are that way you know i went and got my hair cut and I, I mean i've been calling two three hour wait and i got in there finally on tuesday and there was only three people working there and they're like the other places they're i won't say the business name but you know there are other businesses are same ones in the city are closed two days during the week they said we don't have enough workers and we were you know can only be open so many the limited hours because we're on people just cut hair you know it's like and then you look at drive-throughs and you know how that is and it's just amazing the work shortage going on here and stuff and you know it's just sometimes when say the government helped keep people to stay at home that well that really does hurt <laughs> the workforce for sure there mm-hmm. okay well we've been talking at length with ron varash our racing guru on what's happened last week and what's coming up the next two weeks in racing and we'll be back talking to Ron on Tuesday afternoon for Miss Chan Speak Out. Get ready for community news from Sylvia and Happy and Whole on Him is coming up. Have a good one, Ron. Okay, thank you so much. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. More to come. Hey, it's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. <laughs> Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in, like, forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Looking for some fun things to do during the month of September? Here are a few things that is happening. We have all cart, food and truck and tailgate party happening on September 25th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in downtown Elkhart at the Civic Plaza in Central Green. We have the Essence Classic Car Cruising still happening every Thursday until September 30th from 4.30 p.m. at the Dutch Essence House in the Medbury, Indiana. We have the Napanee Apple Fest, September 16th through 19th. Amazing Acres opens up for the season on Wednesday, September 15th, and will run through October 31st in Edwardsburg, Michigan, and they will be up Wednesday through Sunday. In Goshen, we have the Noel Brook Farms Corn Maze, and that, the first day of that will be September 18th, and will run through October 31st, and that will be a Friday through Sunday. And we have Yoga on the Green in downtown Elkhart. The first kickoff date that was September 13th, and it will run every Monday until October 4th. It is also Hispanic Heritage Month coming up on September 15th, running through October 15th. Have a wonderful time getting 
some fun in in September, as well as getting to know a little bit what's happening with Hispanic Heritage Month. Have a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. We are concluding our consideration of the folly of presumptuous living, of living with no thought of God as we make our plans for the future. The Apostle writes for us in James 4, verses 13 to 15, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. James has been teaching us the ways in which we can fail to walk humbly before our God. Humility first requires acknowledgement of God's sovereignty over our lives and our world. Now there's nothing wrong with these merchants making plans, except for the fact they're living with no thought of God who rules over all. As God's creatures living in God's world, our plans are subject to change. And actually our creatureliness is another reason to be humble. Our lives are not only unpredictable, but they're fragile. So we don't attach ourselves to the temporary, but we live for the eternal because God has given us eternal souls. And then James lastly pushed us to consider the folly of excluding God's will from our decisions. And now James really hammers home what is at the heart of all this, pride or arrogance. James concludes in verses 16 and 17, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. Now in chapter one, James taught us about a godly sort of boasting. Now he's showing us the exact opposite, ungodly boasting. It is the boast of the self-made man or woman who believes they don't need God. Sadly, most people who have this condition of self-sufficiency don't even know they have it. They may not think it, but they're living as practical atheists, as those who don't give God credit for their existence or the world in which they live. Perhaps one of the most identifiable boasts is that of William Ernest Henley in his famous poem, where he says, Out of the night that covers me, black as pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced or cried aloud. Under the bludgeoning of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged the punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Being the master of my fate and the captain of my soul is the boast of so many. Ironically and sadly, this is the exact opposite of being free. Freedom comes when our Lord Jesus sets us free to live as we were created to live, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, as those who are privileged uniquely to reflect the glory of God. To refuse to live as God created you to live in his world is not living free, any more than it is for a fish to jump out of the lake. Such persons have been injected with the lie of the first arrogant boaster, the devil, who James had warned us earlier to resist. And we are so prone to fall into this trap of self-enslavement. Self-sufficiency does this. And it leads us that we will know the right thing to do in humility, but we will fail to do it. James is speaking here of the sin of omission as opposed to the sin of commission. There are sins we commit, that we commit, because we act in ways that are contrary to God's revealed will. But there are also sins we omit, sins of omission. We know what we should do, but we don't. It is neglecting the things God calls us to do, or rejecting the fact that He needs to be consulted and looked to when we make our plans. And it is rooted in the self-sufficiency, the pride that infects us all. Well, what does that look like, Joel? Well, 
when we obey some of God's commands and then we think that that allows us to ignore others. Or when we pay lip service to God in order to keep him off our backs for the rest of the week when we want to do the things we want to do. And why does this happen, my friends? Because we have taken our eyes off of Jesus Christ and we have sought to become our own Savior. And James says, don't try to be what you can never be. Seek your sufficiency in the all-sufficient God who wants you to be enjoying Him for all of eternity. And the way we can be exalted is by humbling ourselves. My friend, a look at what Christ did for us on the cross is the cure for our pride, as it was there that Jesus saved us from all our failed attempts at self-exaltation. Believer in Jesus Christ, rejoice that the master of your fate and the captain of your soul is not you. Captain Jesus will bring you through the deep waters and into glory. Remember who you are and who you belong to. Profile America, Friday, September 17th. When Henry Bliss stepped off a streetcar at Central Park West and 74th Street in New York in the middle of September 1899, automobiles were a novelty. Thus, he didn't look carefully and was run over by an almost silent electric taxi. The accident was the first fatality in the nation involving an automobile. At the time, there were fewer than 8,000 motor vehicles in the whole country. As the number of registered automobiles climbed rapidly, so did the number of deaths. In 1999, one century later, nearly 42,000 drivers, passengers, and pedestrians were killed on the nation's roads. The statistic has trended down to 36,560 fatalities in 2018, even though the number of cars and national vehicle miles continue to increase. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov. This completes our podcast for this afternoon for Michigan Speak Out. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. Please share it around on Facebook with all of your friends and as well as on your page. The splashdown of Inspiration 4 will be happening on Saturday. Get ready for that. And I'll be back talking to you more on Monday. Stay tuned. You're listening to the great place for community discussion in podcast form. SME Community Radio. God bless and keep safe.